You're listening to the Military Working Mom Podcast with Drea Jones, Episode 30, Finding Mindfulness and Career Success Through Yoga, featuring Christina Madison. Hi, ladies. All right, so get ready. Today, we're going to talk about yoga strong. And what I mean by yoga strong is how to use yoga and mindfulness and journaling in order to decompress from, you know, our previous discussion on burnout and overworked and anxiety so you can be successful as much as you can in whatever career you choose. So in order to do that, we are talking to Christina Madison, who is a veteran and now yoga instructor. She decided to separate from active duty when she realized she wasn't living her happiest life. Every day wasn't bringing her joy. Instead, she was suffering from anxiety and depression, which she's going to give you a little insight about what she went through, but how she got out of it and how she knows anyone listening can get through it as well. So with that being said, welcome to the podcast, Christina. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Well, you know, so much, uh, I guess a key word that I've been hearing these days is self-care, right? We never realize how much just when we become a mom that we don't take care of ourselves. So I love to bring you on today just to tell everyone about you and who you are and what you offer because Christina here has a virtual yoga studio um, because she's a military spouse as well. So we all move around, but she has a free group called Strong and Resilient Women Yoga for women in the military that I absolutely love to follow and uh, we want to touch on a little bit today. So Christina, first and foremost, welcome. And can you give a little bit of background about who you are? Sure, absolutely. So um, I'm Christina Madison. I'm an Air Force veteran. I served for six years active duty. I worked in the civil engineering world. And um, then I had my daughter and I decided that it was in the best interest of my family to transition into the reserves. My husband's active duty as well. So we made the tough decision for me to leave active duty. Um, So I've been serving as a a reservist since. I tried some time in the civilian world and and uh, I had, I, then I had my quarter life crisis where I decided that, you know what, I'm, I'm turning 30, so I've got to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. And what I was doing was not bringing me joy. So I quit my job, which was insane and crazy and exciting and terrifying all at the same time. And I decided to pursue my love of teaching yoga and helping women full time, which was um, very scary. And it took a lot of mindset work and a lot of coaching, but I was able to make the transition about six months ago. And since then, I've been able to launch a online eight-week program called Yoga Strong. I've launched my virtual yoga studio after my in-person studio was closed down for COVID. And um, I'm launching an app this month, which is very exciting. So lots going on, but um, I just, I love teaching yoga. It's my passion. It's my, my life's purpose. And so I'm glad to finally have stepped into that and being able to share the gift of yoga with others. So we'll circle back to that app because that definitely is intriguing because um, I know at least as we travel, it's, we're always looking for studios to go to or places, and especially right now with everything closed. Um, having something at your fingertips. So in six months, congrats. That is very fast. Thank you. Let's talk about Yoga Strong though today. So sure. what is Yoga Strong? Yoga Strong is, it's so much more than just yoga. It's based on yoga, but it's a, it's an eight week transformational program for women um, that is 
it's a combination of yoga and meditation, mindset work, journaling, and it takes you on this journey of transformation from, you know, being priority number 10 of 10, you know, on all the things and really transforming and, and healing the relationship with yourself. You know, in this current world as a woman, we're expected to do so much and we beat ourselves up. And, and a lot of the times we're in this state of energetic depletion and exhaustion and burnout. So I, I created this program out of, it was born out of where I was. This was what I wish I had a year ago when I was in the pits. I mean, anxiety, depression, you know, just really struggling with life. And I built this program to serve people like me that I know are going through the same thing. So not only does it teach you how to practice yoga in a way that's safe, but it's also strengthening. It, it helps you to feel powerful in your body, but it's also, it, it empowers you to take ownership of your own wellness rather than expecting or waiting for someone else to do it for you. I teach you one, to let go of the guilt of self care and then how to build yourself up to this place where you are choosing to make yourself a priority each day and not letting yourself slowly decline into that place where we've all been. I mean, we've all been there. We know what it's like. So I built this program for women specifically like who I was and I've, I've combined basically everything that I've learned over the past six years of, of teaching yoga and doing mindset work and working with coaches and, and I've put it all into this program. All my love, all my energy, all my blood, sweat and tears have been put into this program that I run four times a year. So I know we're going to get into examples for at least those listeners on the podcast so they can start trying out, you know, your advice, motions on the go with kiddos at work. But first, I kind of would like to ask you, you know, where were you? Because, you know, I hate the catch-all. We've all been there. It's a dark place or whatever, but we don't know what that is. So can you kind of explain, you know, what stage in your life you were in? And I ask this because, you know, you are um, someone that chose to get out of the military and convert. And I would say probably about 80, 90% of us have had that thought. We just never took that jump. Um, so it is that mindset that you teach that can release us into that, you know, the atmosphere. Yeah. And, and I'll first caveat by saying, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone should quit their job. That was a very personal choice that was based on the fact that I was living very out of alignment with my values. I was choosing things and I was choosing money and I was choosing um, power and position over inner peace and inner happiness. And that caused a lot of friction for me. So take you back a year ago, I was... I mean, I was an anxious, hot dumpster fire. I mean, every day I woke up with like this, like I was, un I was unhappy. Like I was just really unhappy. I was short with my daughter. I was, you know, very distant from my husband. I spent every day stressing and worrying about my job and trying to get everything done and trying to get everything done perfectly. And, and guilt was like my number one, like, 
baggage. Guilt was with me everywhere I went. Guilt for dropping my daughter off at daycare. Guilt for not feeling guilty about dropping my daughter off at daycare. But then at the same time, I missed her halfway through the day. Guilt for, you know, spending so much time at work. Guilt for spending too much time at home. Guilt for, you know, you can't do anything perfect. It's trying to constantly balance the demands of work, the demands of home, and, and then, you know, trying to be a good daughter, sister, friend, everything. And I will never forget that I was giving my daughter a bath one night. My husband was TDY for like the third time that year. And I thought to myself, everyone would be better off if I wasn't here. I, and I'd never had a suicidal thought in my life. But that night I thought, why am I even here? Everyone would be better off without me. And alarm bells went ringing. You know, we all have the, uh, the suicide training in the military. We all know exactly what to do for someone else, but then they never tell you, what do you do for yourself? You know, what do you do when you feel those things? And so rather than I stepped in like right away, I'm like, nope, nope. I know this is wrong. I know that I have a purpose in this world. And so I sought help immediately. Um, I talked to friends. I talked to family. I reached out for help. I started working with a coach um, and a therapist. And um, that was life-changing for me. The next six months, I slowly was able to climb out of the darkness to love myself again, to know that I was doing good things in the world again. And um, that ultimately led me to quit the job that was causing me a lot of anxiety and misery and unhappiness and finally allow myself the permission to teach yoga because that's all I wanted to do. But I was like, you can't make money teaching yoga. You can't support your family teaching yoga. You can't, you know, you can't leave this full-time, you know, civilian job that pays blank a year, you know, to, to teach yoga for 15 bucks a class. It was all mindset and coaching that took me to that place where I was like, yes, I can, because if I keep on the road I'm on, I'm going to be a hot, miserable mess at age 40, at age 50. How will I serve my children? How will I serve my family? How will I be my best self if I'm choosing something over and over again that does not bring me joy? So it was a long journey, but I'm happy that it happened and I'm happy that I'm on the other side. And I'm very grateful to finally have stepped into alignment with what I feel like is my life's purpose and my life's mission rather than where I was. No, thank you for sharing. That was uh, definitely, we haven't talked about that one before. So surprise, but, <laughs> but it, that is very relatable. And now you are right. A lot of us have been in that place. So, you know, why yoga and how can women start getting out of that dark place into a yoga strong mentality, both mentally and physically and spiritually? Yeah. So for me, yoga is, it's been, I discovered it on deployment. Actually, I was deployed overseas and my friend dragged me to this yoga class and I was like, no, I don't want to go. Yoga is so boring. So boring. And at the end of that one hour yoga class, I'm laying on the floor in a puddle of my own sweat, thinking to myself, holy crap, that was so fun. I'm so tired. All my muscles hurt in a good way. And I can't wait to come back. And ever since then, it's been this like love relationship where most of the time I am so excited to come to my mat and yoga has just been like the one thing that I feel 
so empowered doing, even if it's like a slow practice. When I come to my mat, I know, you know, whether I'm watching a video or taking a class with someone else or um, just kind of flowing on my own, I know that this is the time where I get to kind of separate myself from the rest of the world. It's, I'm not thinking about my to-do list. I'm not thinking about, you know, the tasks that I have to get done next week. I'm not thinking about what I have to make for dinner tonight. I'm not thinking, you know, about anything except what my body is doing. The fact that I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out. I'm holding this pose. I'm flowing. I'm connecting. You know, it, it's like time. It's the only time in my day where I am like the time stands still and I'm the most present I am I ever am because I don't think I don't have the capacity to think about literally anything else except what I'm doing and so it's just I come back to it over and over again because one the experience of being so present but then the way I feel after I practice it just gets my whole day started off on the right foot. I feel calm. I feel centered. My body feels good. It's something that I enjoy doing. You know, physical exercise, if you don't enjoy it, it's not sustainable. Like if you hate running, but you force yourself to run, then, you know, how long are you going to be able to keep up running if you hate it? And for me, like yoga is the one thing that I just love doing. The other stuff is okay. You know, I'll go for a run if I have to, but I'd much rather do yoga, you know, or, and, and, and yoga doesn't have to just be like this slow flowing thing. Although it's beautiful. I love slow, gentle yoga and yin yoga, but I also love power yoga. I love my yoga sculpt classes. I love, you know, working my muscles through yoga in a way that feels like I'm getting stronger, but I'm also not not like ripping and tearing anything. You know, I'm not lifting up this heavy weight that's pulling something in my low back. Like I'm moving through these movements in a, in a safe and sustainable way. And at the same time, building up so much strength, like yoga has helped me max my pushups on the PT test more times than doing pushups has helped me max pushups on my PT test. I can imagine. Yeah. I've used to do yoga a lot. I've fallen out of it. Um, but it is, it is hard, especially as you go. So you know, we have a lot of listeners that have done yoga before, but we have listeners that have not. So can you kind of give us introductions to some movements as much as you can on a podcast, right? Explain on how we can start integrating it into our busy lifestyle. Cause I know just the thought automatically of, you know, separating time just for yourself is mind blowing, right? We have to adjust to it. So what can we do as we integrate into work while we're sitting down or standing up with our kiddos? Uh, can you give us some positions that, you know, are integrating into yoga strong mindset? Sure. Um, so the first thing I would say is start small. Like there's no, you don't have to start with like a 60 to 90 minute vinyasa flow. Like start small with like five to 10 minute yoga sessions. You can do them at your desk. You can do them as you're getting ready for bed at night, or you can, um, you could tack them on to like the end of your workout. So like, say you just went for a run, we'll tack on like a 15 minute yoga for legs at the end of your workout, you know, stretch out your hips, stretch out your hip flexors, or, you know, you do like a, a serious upper body workout. Yoga is a great thing to help you stretch out those muscles so that you're like actually caring for your muscles and not just like working out, lifting heavy stuff, and then leaving and your muscles are like wait wait like there's we hurt stretch us out um so 
stuff you can do sitting in your chair, you can do a seated cat cow. So if you've ever done like a cat, it's, it's basically like you're arching your spine. So you'll roll forward onto your sit bones and draw your shoulders back as you arch through the spine, taking your gaze up. And then as you exhale, you'll come to your seated cat pose, which is where you spread your shoulder blades apart on your back, round the spine, draw the chin into your chest, and tuck your tailbone under. So you're taking the spine into flexion and extension, which is great for the muscles of your spine. You can also do seated side bends. So imagine that half moon shape in your upper body. So you're sitting on your chair, you lift the left arm up and overhead, and you stretch through your left side body, keeping your left hip pinned down down and you do the same thing on the other side bringing the body into that half moon shape that takes the spine into lateral flexion um, you can do some neck rolls so dip your chin into your chest and just roll your neck from side to side taking left ear to your left shoulder and right ear to your right shoulder to stretch out the tension through the neck to make it more intense you reach your arm away that's really going to open up as women a lot of us carry a lot of stress up here in our necks and in our traps and in our shoulders because man we carry the weight of the world on our backs so it's really important for us to stretch out through our neck muscles and our trap muscles to uh, make sure that we're not carrying that tension around for a long, long time. Um, other things that you can do sitting at your desk, you can do a chest stretch. So take your hands behind your low back, interlace your fingers, and draw your shoulders back as you kind of like pinch your shoulder blades on your spine and open up through the chest and look up for a chest stretch. And then for an upper back stretch, you could reach your arms forward, place the palms together, spread the shoulder blades apart on your back to stretch that place in between your shoulder blades. The rhomboid muscles, man, those ones get tight. They get uh, lots of knots. So it's, it's hard to target them too. It's really hard to stretch those muscles. So those upper back stretches are gonna be really great for the tension that we tend to build sitting at our computer for long periods of time. Those are the ones that you can do sitting. I love a good low lunge. If you're gonna come to your mat, I would say do tabletop on your hands and knees do cat cow, so arch your back, round your back, and then um, step your foot through to come into a lunge, leaving your back knee down on the floor, and that's gonna be a really yummy stretch for your hip flexor, and you'll do that on both sides, and then you can also uh, kind of rock the hips back from that low lunge, straightening through your front leg, and that's gonna be a little hammy stretch. So, you know, all of these are stretches that you wouldn't even maybe realize that they're yoga, but you can tack them on to the end of any workout. You can do them sitting at your desk. And by the way, if you just sit in your chair and take five to six deep breaths, that's yoga too. So about how long should we hold each pose? I know that's often a question or is there, um, especially for cat cow, I guess, is there a certain breath like breath in during cat out during cow? Is there just a give us guidance on that? Yeah. So for cat cow, I like to use an inhale to come to cow. So think as, as your chest expands up, you breathe in. And as you round through the spine and you kind of collapse down chin into chest, you breathe out. But I mean, that's not necessarily law. If you're feeling really good, like your chest really needs cow pose, then hold for a couple breaths, hold as long as it feels good and then switch to the 
switch to the cat pose. In traditional hatha yoga, which is what I normally teach, I recommend holding the poses for three to five breaths, which ends up being 15 to 30 seconds. In more of a vinyasa style yoga, which is that flowing, like you're constantly moving, you're holding each pose for one breath. But if you're just sitting at your desk, I would recommend three to five breaths. Is there certain motions that we can do with the kiddos? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I've been teaching ever since the whole telecommuting and shutdown started, I've been teaching a mommy and me yoga class every Wednesday. And I got to tell you, it's one of my hardest classes to plan because I'm like, what poses would kids like to do? And how can I still make it like fun for mom? So it's an absolutely ridiculous 30 minutes where I'm singing, I'm making animal noises, and I'm doing these ridiculous poses. But like, literally, it really depends on your kid. I mean, if you've got a baby, just put the baby on the floor next to you and do some yoga. The baby doesn't care. Um, If you've got a toddler, you want to keep it pretty simple and connecting them to animals. Like if you Google animal yoga poses, you're going to get so many hits. And then kids love down dog. Like that is my daughter's favorite pose is down dog because they lift their tushy up into the air and you press your hands and feet and you make your little tunnel and uh she comes naturally to babies and they've got amazing form like how in the world do they manage to have their legs so straight my hamstrings are way too tight for that but i would say you know for the older kids you can i mean they can do most yoga with you so any pose like triangle pose or warrior two you know they'll be able to follow along for the most part and you could do some simple sun salutations you know where you reach your arms up overhead you fold forward you you know come back into plank pose and then um you lift up into downward facing dog you know they can do those simple movements if they're like four or five and older the toddlers they just want to play so if you connect play and yoga like connecting it to animals or shapes shapes are really helpful so like downward dog is a triangle and you know triangle pose is a triangle or you know you could use the diamond shape or the square shape and in your your poses I find that if you kind of talk about their body parts. That's also helpful for them. So like take your shoulders in big circles. They'll pretty much do that. You can Google uh, kids yoga. I love cosmic kids yoga. She is amazing. Jamie teaches that on YouTube. They're all free. And uh, then you're welcome to join me for <laughs> mommy and me yoga on Wednesday mornings. It's, uh, it's ridiculous, but it's a good time. My daughter never does it. She's always running around the room playing with anything and doing anything except yoga. Um, And there's normally a tantrum or two, but we, uh, you know, we try. So I would say that like most, most yoga poses, at least like the basic ones, kids can do. If you show them how, they will follow along and copy mom. No, that's awesome. I appreciate it because sometimes we think we're, you know, we're too busy or we're with the kids. So we just can't have that self time and we've got to learn how to live life with them around us. And you're absolutely right. When I was, Trip was still a couple of weeks old or months old. And I would do downward dog to stretch out. And to this day, he will still do it. It's hilarious. Like he just saw mommy do it so much. I don't even do it anymore, but he will still pike up and put his little booty in the air. And <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Okay. So now, you know, as we wrap up, well, you said you hosted the yoga strong class four times a year. So when's the next one coming up? 
Yeah, so I just launched the uh, the beta version of this program in May. So um, depending on timeline, I'll be announcing it via email. So I, I, you, you can sign up for my email list to find out when enrollment opens. And then I also um, share about it in my free Facebook group, Strong and Resilient Woman. So you'll definitely know if you sign up for either of those two um, when enrollment reopens. And you can also, if you want a little taste, you can sign up for my seven-day free Yoga Strong Challenge. They're like 10 to 15-minute workouts. You get one in your inbox every day. Um, and I can send you the link for that where people can sign up. And uh, it's free. You can do it at your own pace. And it's these little short Yoga Strong workouts that you can do literally at any point in the day. I think the longest one is like 20 minutes, but that kind of gives you a, a hint and a, an insight into what the, what the full program will look like as far as the workouts go. Now, is your Strong Resilient Woman different than your military free page? So the Strong and Resilient Woman is my free Facebook group that I've created for women in the military community. So whether you're a woman that's serving in active duty or a woman that's in the reserves or the guard, or you're married to a service member, um, this group is for you. It's a free Facebook group. You can find it just by searching Strong and Resilient Woman on Facebook. And it's basically a yoga community for women in the military community. So I, I share yoga classes, I share meditations, I share mindset coaching, um, I share some journaling prompts, stuff like that. That's all meant to specifically serve the, the women in the military community because you know we deal a lot with uncertainty, we deal a lot with change and the, the stress and anxiety of our loved ones being away from us, um, maybe being deployed or our spouse being deployed. So I created this community really in an effort to to serve these women in, in a way that is healing in a way that is holistic and in a way that just puts like good vibes out into the world, you know, lots of positivity in the group, lots of encouragement. And uh, really it's just kind of a space where you can come and do yoga and it's free, you know, it's tailored specifically towards, you know, women in the military community. Um, Once in a while I'll have like guests in there. Like recently I had a, a Wendy from your podcast. She came in and she talked about organizing and decluttering before a PCS. So yeah, it's just this growing community right now. We're at about uh, 750 members and we're continuing to grow. And um, it's just something that I wanted to somehow serve the military community, a community that I was a part of for so long. And this is the way that I figured I could do it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing one, your story and the perspective of how Yoga Strong, the course that you've been putting on, has come to be. It makes so much sense now. And Um, I think a lot of people are going to be drawn to it because of your experience and what you teach how to get through those dark spaces through yoga. And then is there anywhere else besides Facebook that they can reach you? Do you have a website or email that they can contact you with questions? Yeah. So uh, my website is christinamadisonyoga.com. It's M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N and it's Christina with a C-H. You can also find me on Instagram at rollingoaksyoga. And uh, you can email me at rollingoaksyoga at gmail.com. That's O-A-K-S, rollingoaksyoga at gmail.com if you have any questions. Well, thanks for coming on, Christina. I really appreciate having you. Um, and I can't wait to uh, go through one of your classes with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your service. And thank you for the service of all your listeners. We truly appreciate you. All right, ladies. This episode's notes are going to be jam-packed of YouTube videos of what Christina mentioned, you know, on kids yoga and animal yoga and cosmic yoga. 
but as well as her link to sign up for her September Yoga Strong course that's coming up, as well as her free Facebook pages she mentioned and her free seven-day course. So definitely check out the episode notes that can be found at themilitaryworkingmom.com slash episode 030. Thank you for listening to the Military Working Mom podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please click subscribe and leave a review to help us reach more military moms just like you. And then to save time and receive posts as soon as they come out, join our email list at www.themilitaryworkingmom.com and follow the Military Working Mom on Facebook to join our community of women as we discuss topics, ask questions, and share stories in a safe, judge-free environment. We are here to provide you with answers you need. Don't forget to join us next week as we continue to help you navigate your mom, wife, and military life.